New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. And joining us today, our teaching pastor, Nick Person. What is going on, friends? I'm so excited to continue our journey here in John. I'm going to be reading from the CSB, um, and I'm going to begin in verse number 22 of John chapter 10, and we're going to go through John chapter 11, verse 16. Um, Previous to this, um, the text was talking about how Jesus called himself the Good Shepherd, reminding us um, that he doesn't lose a sheep, and he knows his sheep very, very well. So let's begin reading in verse number 22. I'll read the text in its entirety, make a couple of comments, and then we'll go on and walk this out. So it says this in John chapter 10, verse 22. Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you. And you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me. But you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these works are you stoning me? We aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Isn't it written in your law? I said you are gods. If he called those whom the word of God came to gods, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say you are blaspheming to the one the Father set apart? And sent into the world, because I said I am the Son of God? If I am not doing my Father's work, don't believe me. But if I am doing them and you don't believe me, believe the works. This way you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Then they were trying again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. So he departed again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him and said, John never did a sign, but everything John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Verse chapter 11. Now a man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary, her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. And it was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sister sent a message to him, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after that, he said to the disciples, Let's go to Judea again. Rabbi, 
the disciples told him, just now the Jews tried to stone you and you're going there again? Rabbi, the disciples told him, just now the Jews tried to stone you and you're going there again. Hmm. Aren't there 12 hours in a day? Jesus answered. If anyone walks during the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks during the night, he does stumble because the light is not in him. He said this, and then he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will get well. Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about natural sleep. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas, called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to so that we may die with him. There is so much in this passage of scripture and there's no way possibly I could um, explain every nuance that's in these verses. But let me hit some high points for me and maybe it'll bring some clarity for you um, so that we can better walk out uh, this word and this, uh, this kind of time that Jesus is walking through. So let's go back to verse 22. Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem and it was winter. Just in case you didn't know, I didn't recognize this initially, but that festival of dedication is Hanukkah. And so it was during the time of Hanukkah and you also know, and it was winter. And so the writer, um, John is giving you some insight into what's going on. And also it's interesting that, Hey, look, here's Hanukkah, um, right here, um, in the narrative. And so it kind of lets us in and gives a little bit more clarity as to, um, what we're doing. And so let's keep going. Let's jump down to verse number 25. I did tell you and you don't believe, Jesus answered him, the works that I do in my father's name testify about me. What Jesus is saying is saying, hey, I have shown you the evidence of who I am and who I am walking out. And so just look at the evidence. Another way to say this, which you find in scripture a lot, is the fruit doesn't lie. And so the fruit of what Jesus has planted in is revealed through the works in which he is doing. So he's saying, hey guys, just check the fruit. Verse 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Here's what I love. I want you to understand that our salvation is not rooted in what we do or rooted in how we have lived or rooted in our good works, but it is rooted primarily in what Jesus has done. And so when he speaks to the crowd and goes, listen, no one can snatch these people out of my hand, my sheep. No one can snatch them out of my hand. The reason he says that so confidently is because of my finished work that I'm going to finish on the cross, that I'm going to pay the debt that they couldn't pay. And so I'm going to pay it in full. I'm going to satisfy that debt. And so no matter what, the enemy can never snatch them out of my hand because I have paid for it in full. And for me, that allows me to rest in the completed work of Jesus is not that I need to keep working for salvation, but because of what Jesus did, I get to walk from salvation and from his completed work. That's a really, really good word for us today. It keeps on going and it says this, 
Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Know that there is no neutral position on Jesus. Either people were for him or they wanted to stone him. There was no middle ground. And again, in verse 31, you see, again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, isn't it written in your law? I said, gods. It goes on to say this. If he called those whom the word of God came to the gods and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say you are blaspheming to the one the father set apart and sent into the world? Because I said, I am the son of God. See, people were so bothered that he kept calling himself God. Like, what are you doing? Why are you calling yourself that? But here's the thing. In this time, people would refer to human rulers as gods, not big G, but little G. And so Jesus is going, hey, guys, why are you nitpicking what I say if just human rulers are called gods? Me being God in flesh, I can call myself God. You're getting all bothered about something that you readily accept from others, but you don't accept it from me. Why is that? I have the evidence of my father. You have seen my works going back to what was said um, in verse 25. You've seen the evidence of my work. Why don't you believe? And why are you getting bothered about this thing that you so readily accept from others? Verse 39. Then they were trying again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. Yet again, we see that this bothers these people so much. They want to stone him. They want to throw him off of a cliff. They want to seize him. But here is the thing. You cannot kill Jesus. Jesus had to yield his life. So even though they have these feeble attempts of trying to kill him and seize him, Jesus always eludes them until it's time that he is going to surrender on his own want to and his own um, resolve. And so you can't kill Jesus. Jesus surrenders his life. And that's a good reminder for us. Jesus wasn't killed by man. He surrendered his life. He humbled himself so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice. So skip over to verse number four. When Jesus heard it, he said, the sickness will not end in death, but it's for the glory of God, talking about the sickness of Lazarus. And it goes on to say this, so that the son of God may be glorified through it. Hmm. We read that and there's so much. Like Jesus is going, hey, this sickness is not because of Lazarus's sin. This sickness is gonna be leveraged for my good and my glory and ultimately his good and my glory. And so know that it's not because of something he has done, but because I am going to leverage this for my glory. It goes on. Verse number five. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. See, this delay seemed to contradict his love. Like, it, it seems as if, well, Jesus, if you really loved, then you would have shown up. You wouldn't have stayed two more days. And we don't understand the timing. Like, we look at it and go, why would you do this? But he understood the time and he knew that he was going to leverage this for his glory and that he was going to call Lazarus back from death. He was in the midst of doing something, even though they couldn't see it. Let me say that again. He was in the midst of doing something, even though they couldn't see it. What this tells me is that I can trust in God's timing, even when it's not my timing. Verse number 10. 
But if anyone walks through the night, he go he does stumble because the light is not in him. But Jesus is reminding, he's alluding that he is the light, and wherever he is, he brings illumination. And so when you, where Jesus is around, when Jesus is in the room, when Jesus is in the midst, you can see things clearly because he truly is the light, and light always brings clarity. Verse number 15, we'll finish with this. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to so that we may die with him. Because here's the deal. I, I repeated it earlier. Like when Jesus is talking and in verse number eight of chapter 11, he goes, hey, let's go. And they go, hey, Rabbi, if we go back there, there are people that want to kill you. Don't forget that. There are people that want to kill you. So why would we go back there? But in this moment, Thomas is going, you know what? If we are going to die, let us die with you. Where light is, where the king is, let us go and die. And so you see this audacious act of faith on Thomas's part, which is interesting because this Thomas is doubting Thomas, which we'll see later. But yet in this moment, he has the faith like, hey, Jesus, you know what you're doing. And I'd much rather be with you in the valley than to be by myself on the mountaintop. So he goes. And then Jesus in verse 15 says the same I'm glad I wasn't there so that you may believe. What he is saying is I'm going to leverage this in such a way that there is no denying that I'm at work and that I'm in control and that I'm using these things as I always do. Man, what an amazing passage of scripture. And you know what comes after this? You're going to see this kind of appetizer to the resurrection of Jesus. He's going to call his friend back to life, which is so beautiful and so crazy and so amazing. I hope that you will keep walking with us. Um, and I'm excited for what the journey holds. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.